Welcome back, Hope family. It wasn't until I started recording Mary's episode that I realized that Mary would actually get two episodes. And I'm glad I decided to give her a second one because I now have an addendum to Wednesday's episode. We looked at Mary's response to receiving the news that she was with child. The faith that stood in the middle of unforeseen, unplanned, and really unwanted situation and said, I am the Lord's servant. In our staff meeting, we are going through the book of James, and we read verse 17 earlier this week. There, James says, Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Isn't this the goal? To be able to believe this down to the core of our soul. That when we receive things from God, we do not question the goodness of the gift, and we do not question the goodness of the gift giver. We say, I am the Lord's servant. It's interesting that those words were spoken by Mary when she found out she was pregnant with Jesus, and it is her other son, James, who later writes that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. He probably learned this lesson from a woman who had an unplanned pregnancy and a woman who would later watch her son be tortured and murdered publicly and somehow was able to see that even these were good and perfect gifts. Mary's faith was in the face of potential shame. We don't know, but perhaps it was this potential shame that brought her to visit Elizabeth, believed to be her aunt. Her faith said, I will do as the Lord has said, but this didn't erase the realities that her parents and her betrothed, Joseph, would have questions. There would be some sorting out on their end that would need to be done, and perhaps it would be better if this happened while she was away from so many familiar eyes. So in Luke 1, 39, we see that in those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And in verse 56, we see that Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months before she returned home. Nothing suggests that Mary was on the run, but it's not far-fetched to believe that her visit to Elizabeth was in some way related to avoiding the shame of being in her hometown as news of her pregnancy spread. At her Aunt Elizabeth, she didn't have to defend against questioning stares or hide the joy she was feeling from those who were less than enthused. With Aunt Elizabeth, she could rejoice. And they weren't the only ones who were rejoicing. In verse 41 through 45, we read, When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Elizabeth, especially attuned to God's miracle working, is not questioning at all. Nor is her own godsend, John the Baptist. In his mother's womb, he leaps for joy. Mother and baby alike are overwhelmed with the presence of Mary, God's favored one. Elizabeth commends Mary for her faith, and Mary lets out all that has been building within her by riffing off of Hannah's song in 1 Samuel 2. Mary's song goes like this. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, in verse 46, it says, And Mary said, 
My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked at the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will be blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And we'll pause there. Here, Mary praises her God for all that he has done. He is her Savior, and it is his salvation that she carries in her womb. He has done mighty things, and she recognizes that he is holy. Here, in the refuge of her uncle Zechariah's house and the shadow of her aunt's praise, she has been rescued from the proud who would bring her shame. The joy of shared faith overwhelms her. She recognizes that the shame she is tempted to feel will be turned into all as viewing her as blessed. Pick up in verse 50. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. The proud are scattered, yet the God of the universe shows mercy to those who fear him. In this life, those who fear him are often scoffed at and taken taken advantage of by the proud. Many would scoff at an old barren lady and consider her cursed. Many would think it a hard thing for Mary to be with child without it happening in sinful ways. But here amidst the suffering of this world, these women find great joy in the power of his arm who promises and delivers blessing against all odds. God shames the proud with foolishness and shames the strong in the world with what is weak, whether it's young virgins or old maids. Verse 52, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those who are humble. Author and Anglican priest Esau Macaulay recently said, It is hard to spend a month preparing to celebrate the fact that God is glorified in the fact that although he is all-powerful, he became an infant babe while at the same time maintaining that the Christian hope for the future resides in keeping political power. God, by taking the form of the most vulnerable inside the womb of one of the most vulnerable, has dethroned all the mighty from their thrones. We no longer can live by the powers of this world. We can no longer live assuming that it is the powers of this world who will bring about our salvation. The status of kings has been erased. Now angels will sing for the birth of a child. Wise men will travel great distance to pay homage to a toddler all while the rulers of this world panic and bring chaos, pain, and death as they try to hold on to the charade that is their power. Verse 53. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Those are Jesus' words on the Sermon on the Mount, and they echo his mother's song. Feasting is for the merry, but now the hungry are fed a feast at a table in the midst of their enemies. The son of Mary comes to bring righteousness and justice to those that hunger, that they might be satisfied. He helps his servant Israel as often as they eat his bread and drink his cup in remembrance of him. There they receive his forgiveness and his righteousness as they proclaim his death until he comes. Finally, verse 55. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Mary calls back to the start of the people of Israel. She calls back to the call of Abraham, who was promised that it was his seed that would be as numerous as the stars of the sky, as numerous as the grains of sand on the seashore, that through the seed of Abraham, 
Salvation would come to all people. And now, through Mary, that promise has been fulfilled. But not just the promise to Abraham, but also back to the promise made to Eve. This son of Mary, this promised seed of Abraham, has become the heel that will crush the serpent. And he will shed his blood for all and give his life for the world his father loves. This is Mary's song, the song that has been building in her from the time that she heard from Gabriel, the angel, the song that could not be released until she shared in joy with her aunt Elizabeth, until she shared in faith with her aunt Elizabeth. It is through faith that Mary is able to see her potentially shameful situation as cause for praise. The difficult, the difficulties that lie ahead certainly are Mary is aware of some of them, and yet she's able to turn to God in praise. This Christmas season, as we wait to celebrate the coming of our Lord, as we wait to celebrate this baby of Mary's, as we've been waiting for this pandemic to end, as we've been waiting for relationships in our lives to be healed, for uncomfortable situations to be taken from us, can we turn in faith and give praise for all that God is doing? Can we have the faith that Mary had to say, I am your servant? Can we have the faith of Mary's other son, James, who says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father in heaven?